Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Hey, 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 another Talent Takeover Unfiltered, and this one is coming to you. You're going to want to get out your notebooks because this is how to stay relevant in an uncertain job market, which is exactly what's going on. Good shit. It's good, good shit. shit. Yeah. Right, you're not going to say your real spit, good shit? <laughs> real <laughs> shit, on. real spit. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, this is a good, good episode for especially the current economy and market that we're in right now. I think this is one that our listeners are really going to gravitate to. But yeah. how are you doing today? Oh yeah, sorry, all the normalities. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well actually. I'm jamming today. Like everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, what's the hair up?" It's because I'm gonna put these giant hoop earrings on. We're having quite a day. We're doing this great webinar, so I'm jamming. How are Throwing you? your hair up, you know, putting your hoops on. Yeah, I love it. I'm good. I'm wearing my shirt, my oh. new shirt, and so I was really excited to put this on. And this is the unfiltered version of our merch. And it says, I take dirt and turn that shit to glitter. And so if anybody's interested in twinning with me, we have these on our website. You can buy our merch. It's amazing. Super soft. You could even have this one. I love the twinning with me. (laughs) Yeah, you could twin with me. So I actually just did that for Lima. So Lima, like we're going, we're going to Hawaii in June. And so we're going to this luau and it's like the Disney theme thing. And, and she's like, I want to match you. I'm like, sure. Like, let's do it. So I go on Etsy. (laughs) I got to tell you, it's some ugly shit. It's like Like curtains turned into dresses. Yeah. Where's the cute stuff? (laughs) Like, come on. Lulu's. There's got, Lulu's has to start a a mother daughter. Like, no, but. She can't be the only daughter that wants to match her mom, right? So it's like, where's the cute shit? What's going on, Etsy? I don't know. My kids stay in Under Armour. I got two boys. They're in like basketball <laughs> shorts. I, I don't know anything about this twinning shit from a from a mother-daughter standpoint. But maybe our listeners will have some insight there because you're right. There has to be other people that, well, I would think so, that there's other kids that want to twin with their mom. Has to be. Love it. But now they can twin with you. Yeah, they can. And as long as they don't... My kids could wear, I take dirt and turn that shit to glitter and we could all be 20 together. They'd love that at school. They would <laughs> yeah, love if they wore their this. teachers will just, he'll be like the, the parent mom, like they're just coming in and just like, oh, we'd love her. Please volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually have, are like having field day coming up and they'd be like, no, not her. Your application's been rejected, <laughs> but fuck it. We're authentically it. ourselves, right? Yeah. No, my kids, they've never seen me wear the shirt again. It's brand new. We just got all our merch. So y'all got to go check it out. Love it. And in order to, by the way, see this for listeners that are in the car right now, you're going to have to go on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube because now you can actually see us. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You can see Brianna's slick back. My mom used to call it a slick back onion head. She would do. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe that was just specific to my shape of head. But um, she was like, we're going to do a slick back onion head ponytail. And it would be like, you know, what I would kill for my eyes to look like these days, you know, with all the Botox in the world. (laughs) My mom used to say, um, mommy, mommy, my hair's too tight. Every time she would pull my hair back, she would literally do that exact voice. <laughs> mommy, mommy. 
she was the one. That, she was the mommy. <laughs> uh, so you never complained that it was too tight. No, she, just, she was just like, "Mommy, mommy, my hair's too tight." Because probably she saw like my face go all your whole way. scalp. It's like moving backwards like you're in a wind tunnel. I don't know. That's how I remember it. Now I'm actually curious. Am I the one that said that? I don't know. I remember her saying it. That's hilarious. All right. Well, in unrelated news, how to stay relevant in a certain job market. Um, So this one, we I feel like we've talked about it a lot or touched on different components of this a lot in other episodes, but we have not dedicated a full episode to this topic, which I feel like is very relevant for a lot of people right now. A lot of uncertainty going on. People are wondering what's next. You know, I feel like every day we're seeing not, I feel like it's happening every day. We are seeing more and more layoffs. And so, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the mental aspect and how, how to get, how to have your mind right or keep your mind right while you're searching for jobs or in uncertain job markets. But we haven't actually talked about skills and strategies to stay relevant. So that's what this episode is going to be about today. So I think again, a lot of our listeners, whether you're, you know, actively looking unemployed or you have full-time employment, this is still relevant to you. Um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you don't want to ever get caught with your pants down. You don't want to, you know, ask for the LinkedIn recommendations. Once you've been laid off, you want to do things in real time. So this kind of aligns with that. So jumping right in. Number one, I think this is like the biggest one is establish a brand for yourself. So I think no longer are the days when it used to just be people in marketing or social media that needed to have a really strong brand or presence online, Mm -hmm. um, or just, you know, certain verticals within certain industries. It's everybody. Everybody needs to have their brand and establish their brand online. And what that can look like for different people, for each person can vary, right? Not everybody has to be out there doing videos if that's not their thing, but really making sure that, um, you know, you show up with some kind of presence on LinkedIn. So I think people automatically assume because everything's going towards videos. So when they think brand or the people that I've talked to, they're like thinking they got to be on TikTok. They're thinking they got to do videos on YouTube and it's whatever establishing your brand is for you. So really think about and get really clear on what you have to offer and then start building your brand and, and building out, you know, primarily your LinkedIn. That's really where people go to see your brand, you know, 100%. in the professional, in a professional capacity. Um, I really, some questions that you could ask yourself to identify your brand is why do people love working with you? Um, what do people always ask you for advice on? And then you can identify things to build your brand around. If you do it well, people will start to think of you um, when they need your expertise. And it obviously makes you much more marketable to employers and not only to employers, but potential connections, people you're trying to connect with who, you know, do a quick vetting of you before they accept. Yeah. So to be clear, because I I think my head goes a couple different directions, um, building your brand isn't just if you want to be a business owner. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So I think that's what we need to really dig on because people get so caught up in like, I'm an employee of talent perch. Right. Right. But you you have a brand. Like, so let's tell the listeners, like how, like what's your brand? Like, how are you identifying yourself on LinkedIn? Yeah. So, and and I want to be clear with everybody too, that prior to coming to work here at talent perch and thriversity and the millionaire recruiter program and the millionaire recruiter and talent takeover unfiltered. I love how many things we do. I like, so yeah, I love, nice. wow, we're yeah, no, but I mean, saying it, I love how many yeah. things we do and how many things I get to do, but it was not, I mean, yes, it was a different time, but it really was just two years ago and think about like how much has changed in two years. And so I was of the thinking, and again, I was in corporate America and I was of yeah. the thinking exactly as you just mentioned, like 
I work for X company. My job is to just keep my head down and do my job. You know, it wasn't really about like trying to, to build a huge following on LinkedIn or post consistently or any of that. None of that was even on my radar. Um, and I actually used to not accept every request that I would get really look like, do I know this person? And, and then it just like LinkedIn has, since I started working here, it has taken on a whole new meaning. And I also just feel like in, in the world, it's kind of taken on a whole new meeting. Um, so I have some really great stats for our next episode specific to LinkedIn because it's all about LinkedIn, but, nice. um, LinkedIn is just, it's, it's where you need to be. So anyways, going back, I'm, ran, I'm rambling on, but um, going back to you. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really have a focus on starting a brand until I started working with you and realized because you had established this brand and had done it, you know, in the recruiting space, kind of one of the pioneers before it was a thing, you know, you were doing recruiting training, you were doing the YouTubes before everybody else was doing it. You were a pioneer in that space. And so you had a really solid brand. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's our face. That's our CEO. She should have this amazing brand. But it wasn't until starting to work with you, and I think all of our employees can attest to this, that you really started to reiterate and push us to establish our own brand, whatever that looks like, which I think is a great way to do it. You didn't have any criteria that it'd be like yours or that, you know, to represent Talent Perch, we have to do X, Y, Z. It's truly being unique, unique to who you are. And so, you know, I think LinkedIn used to kind of serve as a resume and now you get to be a little bit more fun and creative in there, put those emojis in there. And so, and yeah, and so it's been, it's, it has taken on a whole new meaning for me since I started working here of what LinkedIn actually is. It's not just a res an online resume. It's also to showcase my personality. It's to showcase my experience, but also what I really like to do. You'll see that in post. So to, to give you a clear answer of what my brand is, um, I would challenge all our listeners, go look at my LinkedIn and you'll see what I've kind of identified as my brand. But point being is that I've just, it's taken on a whole new meaning for me. I'm trying to showcase more of my personality. Um, I mentioned my kids. I mentioned my husband. I mentioned, you know, posts about kids, just things that I'm like, that, that's reserved for Instagram used to be my thought process. Yeah. But that's since evolved and changed. And it's, it's also really important to showcase those sides of yourself, what you're passionate about. Um, if you, you know, are, there's any charities that you're interested in and that you participate in and are active with post that kind of stuff. It's, so it's not just work experience. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like for me, I can't help but quote my giant thing I have in the office, which is, you know, in my opinion, the definition of luck, which is, you know, uh, preparation means op meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I say that a lot, but it's like, that's, if you're prepared and your LinkedIn is dazzling and it's you and it's what you're great at, it's, I think that when you go to a LinkedIn, if someone can't tell what you do and why you do it and who you are, you have failed with your yes. LinkedIn and, and you why go back and why they should work with you over yeah, everybody absolutely. else that's doing that exact same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, even clearly you can even spell that out like very clearly in your about why you should work with me. We've guided people, um, you know, through our Thriversity services and in our TMRP program, that's one of the big things that we assist people with is their LinkedIn because it's, it's the new resume. You know, we talked about the transferable skills or the new cover letter. LinkedIn's the new resume and that's your social footprint that you need to be concerned about if you're applying to jobs. Yeah. I even think it's your new business card. Like on top of that, totally, you know, it's like, pew, 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 here it is. It's like, talk about like, you can't even go to a mega conference and get enough business cards out faster than you can. If you're, you know, if you're doing that on LinkedIn. Totally. And you wouldn't even have access to the same yeah. people that you well, can have through LinkedIn, you know, like, um, I was telling the group, the TMRP group the other day, like a really 
I thought this was so interesting because it's a just a memory of my childhood watching Baywatch, you know, and David Hasselhoff. That's what you came into the oh, other that's day. What I came into. I'm like, why are yeah. you talking about David Hasselhoff? Well, because I got I, I was connected randomly. I got this connection request to Taylor. I think her name's Taylor, but his daughter. And it really oh. is David Hasselhoff's daughter. And she's in real <laughs> estate as a great LinkedIn profile. But it was like, you know, when in what other world would that would our paths cross or would I be connected to somebody like that? Not that that helps the business, but it's just yeah. even getting with what we do, even getting in front of CEOs, getting to have conversations with CEOs and scheduling that with them directly. You have access to people that you would probably never be able to get in front of and have direct conversations with through LinkedIn. So I think it is yeah. just doing yourself a huge disservice to not really take a lot of pride in your LinkedIn and spend even more time on your LinkedIn profile than you even would on your resume. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, then also think about how many people are going to your LinkedIn, like you know, if you're really active on there, and then they just see, whoa, shit, like look, look what this person does. Like, yeah. I need this. Sometimes they don't even know what they need until they see it right smack into their face. And so Absolutely. that's what I'm talking about the different opportunities. You know, it's it's, it's, ah, it's so powerful. Um, now you need to connect with Pamela Anderson. I mean, where's she at? <laughs> yeah. She's over here making documentaries for Netflix. She's busy. <laughs> no, she. I don't know if you watched it, but it was actually really good. I had a whole new, newfound respect for her after watching that. Um, but before we tangent on Pamela Anderson and Baywatch, let's move on to number two. And I think this one is pretty self-explanatory. This one's been around for a while. People should always keep up with the industry trends. So just make a habit of reading up on industry tre industry trends, signing up for newsletters of industries or verticals that you follow. Read the news. Follow your competitors. Chat in your social groups, chat in your LinkedIn groups about what's happening in the market. Um, it just helps you plan your next move. And it can also help you pivot your business. It's We've done that a lot. And mm -hmm. I, I think following industry trends has been a huge part of what's allowed us to do that is we're trying to really stay on top of it and have stayed on top of it. So you said that I, you think that this is something that's talked about a lot. I actually don't think so. I don't think people understand even how to look at industry trends. I think really? it's just something that, yeah, I think so. Because I know just via the YouTube, for example, like I get asked all the time. And even in our, in our um, course, we actually put all of like the, the articles um, or the, the daily, the daily news that we subscribe to. And it's kind of like, Oh, I've never heard of that. You know? So I get asked a lot, what podcast do you, do you listen to? And it's just so, I don't know. It's so interesting that people don't know where to look. I think they know that they have to. And I think they get confused with the news versus their industry news. Like we're not talking like you need to know what's going on at White House all the time. We're talking yeah. about what's going on in your job and in your industry. That's a really great point. Your profession. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that I was just like, okay, who who doesn't read? Who isn't on up to speed on all these layoffs that are happening? But it's very, very true what you're saying about, you know, subscribe to specific newsletters for your industry. So there's reading the news and staying up on what's happening and, you know, globally in the country, whatever, but then there's also specific industry news. So I think that that'd be something really great to put in the chat is just different, um, so newsletters you subscribe to, I subscribe to, yeah. um, not in the chat, but in our, our transcription of this podcast, I think that that would be good for other recruiting people in recruiting and in this industry kind of see who we follow. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, I'm going to stop to you just for a second because I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know if we can do this through the podcast. We might have to do it through YouTube. But I even think that when people read the trends, they sometimes don't make the connections on what to do next. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
So, all right, sorry. Keep going. Tangent. No, I think that'd be a great YouTube video. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. Um, okay. And then, you know, obviously staying up on the trends too, this is the one that we really need to hone in on is that it allows you to expand your skill sets. So right now as a company, we're really getting, um, you know, getting involved in trying to learn and utilize chat GPT. So I think that's a good example, right? Yeah. Of like, that's yeah. what's happening, the way the world is going. And so really trying to incorporate that into our work and the things that we do. And it's actually made our lives easier in a lot of a lot situations. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's a good one where it's like, okay, you see, this is becoming the thing, chat GPT. How do you start incorporating it, that into your work? And the ways in which we found to do it, it has saved us so much time. So I think right now, I mean, it's spit out some crazy shit too, but... <laughs> You know, got me angry last week, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the, like the expressive dance arms things that I told you about, like some, some really weird shit, but it also, you know, when it's on, it's on. So, you know, I would say it could be hit or miss, but I think that only continue to get really, really dialed in, um, as that progresses. But that's a, I would say that's a good relevant example for the times that we're in right now that, yeah. you know, everybody should start getting their self versed on chat GPT. Um, three identify where you need to upskill. Like this is the fucking hill I'll die on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yes. sorry. Go. <laughs> uh, well, so it's the, it, what we mean by this is just figure out what technologies, chat GPT that you need to have in order to make your next move, take training classes. If you're in recruiting, we offer a ton through Thriversity. Um, we also offer, you know, the millionaire recruiter program, which we talk to you guys about a lot, how to start your own recruiting agency, yeah. but yeah, take those training classes, earn certifications, um, pursue other professional development opportunities, get a mentor. Uh, this is just going to allow you to propel yourself a little bit more strategically. And then it also can help make you more marketable. So you have your story and then I want you to tell them about our transferable <laughs> okay. skills doc, because oh, yeah. this is For so time. relevant right now. Okay. So just yesterday via LinkedIn, you know, people reach out, they've got questions, they want direction, what course sure. to take, or even yeah. just like a, a very quick response for me. Right. Um, and so this person just really went out there and gave me a lot of details and, and I dug it. I was like, well, one it took me kind of a long time to read. So it took me a couple of days to get back. So like, ah, that's a lot. But what she was saying, there was a, like a lot of goodies there and I could really relate. So she's mm. at a bigger company. She just got into the recruiting industry and she's asking for help. Mm -hmm. So my question to her was, hey, I'm actually really surprised, well, or maybe not surprised, that your company doesn't have training. That's a bummer. What do you need help with? And I can direct you, you know, where to go, basically. Mm -hmm. Her response to me was, I don't know what I need help with. I'm just overwhelmed. So I was just like, damn, girl. Like, I just was thinking that you had it together. Now you don't have it together. So my response to her, because I challenged her, I was like, this is, I, I felt like she has potential, you know? So I challenged her and I said, look, until you identify and are self-aware with what you need help with, no one can help you. So I said, so what true. you need to do is you need to go back and say, if I knew X, Y, Z, I could do my job better today and kind of work backwards like that. Like, like what's getting in my way? What's taking a lot of time, but maybe mm. it shouldn't, you know? So I really like made her think, I said, once you figure that out, then ask for help, but you can't just mm -hmm. ask for help when you haven't helped yourself first. And so um, true. She got back and she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Can I reach out to you again? Because she was probably like, shit, I pissed her off, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I was like, absolutely. I'm just telling you, like, look, like I have an exec coach. I spend an hour with a week. Like everybody at every part of their careers needs help. 
Uh-huh. You have to ask for it, but you have to know what. They can't just like, ooh, magical, ooh, what do you need help with? And well, I'm going to fix it. It's like when we we used to have, you and I used to talk about this, that we had had those stories about employees that they they didn't, they know they wanted to like progress in their career, but they didn't know what they wanted to do. And they would be like, tell me what you think I should do. It's like, I can't tell you what you should do with your career or what, you know, direction your career should go in. So I completely agree with everything you're saying. You know, you got to take control of your own life, your own journey. Um, A great exercise for that. If you're really, I think on the fence about what it is that you need to do, um, we could help out with that transferable skills doc, which again, we've talked a lot. You guys are going to continue to hear us talk about this. We're paving the way in this area. And with this document, we just feel so strongly it's going to replace the new CV. And it's just going to help make you more marketable to employers. And it can help you really, if you do the exercise, as we've outlined, we have this Mm -hmm. format, it's going to help you identify maybe some other industries and verticals that you might be a good fit for through doing this exercise in this transferable skills or soft skills doc. So if anybody's interested in that, you know, hit us up. We're always here, but that is a really good exercise that I think if somebody's a little bit unsure about where they're, they want to grow their career or what, um, upskilling opportunities or training opportunities they should take advantage of starting there would be really good to help you identify that. hundred percent. Cause you can, Obviously, that's a chat GPT. Hey, I got these skills. <laughs> what careers do I have? I bet you that would spit that out. But um, I, I just practiced this yesterday with my cousin. Oh, by the way, I haven't talked to in like, I don't know, a year and a half. And he mm-hmm. called me out of the blue and I was like, this is weird. So nor- <laughs> normal brand would be like, no, thank you. And say like, I'm like, I don't got time for that. Right. Uh, but I was like, no, 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 no. Like, obviously he needs me because why is he calling me? Right. Uh-huh. And he's been out of work for a year. Um, and I'm like, wow. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Um, I haven't, I just saw his mom too and she didn't say anything, but anyways, um, so he was definitely down and out and he was like telling me his situation. I'm like, what, he's like, what can I do? And I immediately went through the format of the transferable skills doc to be like, here, what do you do? Have you thought of this? Have you done that? Da, da, da. You know, like you need to highlight this and that. And he was really overwhelmed, which also made me feel like, okay. He had to work on like his mindset first mm-hmm. before I tackled the transferable skills, which I actually felt I was, was going to talk to you about later, but I felt was really interesting because with this transferable skills doc, as we're helping people do this, we actually, I think need to keep in mind that where their heads, where their headset mindset is, headset mindset is <laughs> um, currently. And if there's any confidence building, you know, coaching that we could also grab with this stock, because I think that kind of goes hand in hand. If, if you're in a low spot or if you've tried to get a certain job and it's just not working, well, the transferable skills doc is going to seem really overwhelming. So I think that that, I don't know, just, just gives me the chills because I think we can be a, so much more help to people when we're going through this process. Yeah. I think for people, it's just understand, you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. And if that's getting your mind right, I, I feel like resumes are overwhelming. That overwhelms me. Totally. So, and even when I was working on the transferable skills doc and stuff, it, that was overwhelming to me. So I think it's, it's probably going to happen that you're going to get overwhelmed. I think that maybe my, my challenge on that or to play devil's advocate is just accept that that's an overwhelming process. In addition to applying sure. jobs, being unemployed, trying to put together everything on your resume that's just going to sell all of your experience, which again is is why this doc coupled with your resume, I'm so passionate about it because 
a resume doesn't really allow for your personality to shine through and your soft skills to shine through. That's what this doc does. And so I think, you know, I guess I would say to argue that is man the fuck up. And this is something that you have to do and it can be overwhelming. So just figuring out how you're going to tackle that because it is overwhelming. Maybe do it in small increments. Maybe have a coaching session first. You know, figure out what it is. But that goes back to like, figure out what you need to do to ease that feeling of being overwhelmed because it is an overwhelming process itself. All of it is. So I think it's just yeah. like, how, how do you tackle that as an individual? What's the best way for each person to tackle that? That's what they got to figure out. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just about talking. Because yeah. Like, sure, shit. I was just like, send me, send me a resume when you get off the phone. Da, 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 do this. And I'm like, and I know he's not going to. He's yeah. just not going to. You know? So yeah, it, it is just about a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like have have us pull those things out because, you know, when people are talking, we hear different things than they do because mm -hmm. naturally you people beat themselves up. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about that in lots of different episodes. So yeah, you know, absolutely tangent there. But yeah. And then our last one, number four, which this one actually might be might be as important as number one, the brand, but this has become a strategic networker, which again, this all for me all ties back into LinkedIn and, you know, understanding who key players are in your field, your community, your industry, um, and really start trying to build those meaningful relationships with them. And when I say meaningful relationships, not, you know, when you're in the thick of it or you're in the trenches or you're unemployed. And then it's like, you know, hitting them up and asking them for something. That's not building a meaningful relationship. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but this is something different. Networking, I feel like is something that takes time. It's, you know, it's, it's building, establish, establishing, and then building and maintaining those relationships. It's not transactional. So I think that's very, very important for your people to get themselves out there. Um, Otherwise, no one's going to recognize the value that you bring. And so again, getting yourself out there, networking, the posts that we've talked about in LinkedIn, um, as far as building your brand, luckily for all of us, and this seems like we like work for LinkedIn, they should, they should actually pay us. <laughs> Trust me, I've asked. They should pay <laughs> There us. is no affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, we're doing too well to even associate with anybody. We're good. Yeah, but I think you could accomplish in today's world, what's great is you can accomplish all of these things through your LinkedIn profile. And again, if you need help, we're here to help you do that. So, so I, I have a question because I actually find networking overwhelming. Um, I look at my network and like at this point I have, I don't know, 16,000 connections, right? I probably yeah. know a hundred of them. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like actually no, but I've worked with lots of them. Right. Or I've at least helped them in their search or, and then who knows. Right. But how do you even begin if you're like, you're just, where do you start? Because I also think that how do we bring value always? Cause at the end, end of the end of the day, networking to me is a give and get relationship. Yeah, absolutely. But if you want to get more than you even realize you can give, where does that, like, where, where do we go? So when you, to answer your first question, when you said, where do you start? I would encourage people to start or where I started, you know, personally is just maintaining the relationships that you have with previous clients and previous candidates. Mm -hmm. You never know when a candidate could turn into a client. If they've done business with you before as a client and it was a great successful partnership, when they have a need, they'll potentially do business with you again. But it's like, you know, don't fall off the face of the earth and they haven't heard from you in five years, but you don't have to be talking to them every single month. So I would say as a starting point, if you have really solid relationships or really solid connections with people, 
just like you would in your personal life in maintaining, massaging your friendships, you should also do that with your professional relationships and just stay in contact. And that could be checking in, you know, a couple times a year. Again, it doesn't have to be stalking them, talking to them on the phone. I have some clients or some contacts, previous clients and contacts that I'll talk to once a month. And I have some that I'll talk to, you know, four times a year. But still just establishing those relationships and maintaining them, I think is a good, good place to start with who you personally know. Candidates, companies, clients. Yeah. So do you keep a project for that, like on LinkedIn, or do you just have them off the top of your head? Like wondering how like you do the cadence? Yeah, I think... I think for each person, and this may sound a little bit too strategic, but for me, I've kind of identified like who are one people that I had a great vibe with, great chemistry with. It was a truly like your dream partnerships, your dream client, and also being decision makers. You know, are they decision makers in the organization? And I think it's really important to stay in contact with people like that. So I think just like you kind of do with candidates and recruiting, you have your A players, B, C. I think that you've got, you know, in networking, you've got your A network, your B network, your C network. But mm -hmm. I, it all for me starts with my first connections. And then, of course, as we do more events and, you know, you put yourself out there, then you get this new network, which I actually used to love going to networking events. Like when that was a thing pre-COVID. I used to love going to networking events because I thought it was just so fun. You do it every now and then you get to meet a whole bunch of people that you don't know. You know, like when we went to Inc, I thought that was yeah. so fun. Um, it didn't necessarily, you know, yield business, but it doesn't mean that it can't. And it doesn't mean that we haven't built relationships with people that we're still staying in contact with. So networking can feel overwhelming, but I think that's for each person to figure out what, how to break it down where it doesn't feel overwhelming, just like we were talking about with the transferable skills and resumes, you know, you have to figure out a way to network that doesn't feel overwhelming to you. But I'm also the other side of that, not a fan of like spamming a bunch of people or like sending a mass, you know, like through a sequence, sending a mass that sure, seems yeah. like a personalized message seems like I'm just checking in, but it's not really authentic to my relationship with that individual, you know? So I tend to spend, like, I'll send a personalized message to them versus like, I don't try to stay in contact through an email sequence or anything like that. Got it. Okay, cool. With people I really know, like know in real life that are yeah. actual real life connections, not just connections through LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. So when I was, um, I think more in the trenches with recruiting, I had a project. Um, I mean, on LinkedIn recruiter, of course it's easier, but I know you can do it on sales navigator. Uh, that would, was my first connections. Mm -hmm. And I was diligent about making sure I reached out every month or two to all of my connections. This is, you know, again, earlier on, yeah. it's, not it's not sustainable now, but you can have tons of different filters in there. Um, and like I had great notes and I always looked at it as, I know I brought up this example before of like my doctor, I see the gyno every year and he always has these notes and he always asked me exactly what I talked about last year. And I'm always, always was so impressed by that and like honored by it. He's a busy person, right? Sees tons of people. Uh, and so that's how I kind of went about recruiting. I just didn't, you know, like yeah, month, month or two. And so it's like, Hey, anytime they think of, of, you know, they have to refer someone, they send them to me, you know, that yeah. was, that's like, that's the important part. Um, and then for me, like the relatable universal language is vacation. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would always be like, Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing on vacation? And then I just kind of got notes of now I knew when people vacation and where they went and if they had baby, if they had a baby, if they got married, like all of that stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard to sustain. I will say. Yeah.
Yeah. And when I say like, I'm starting with my first connections, it's like people I know on a text basis, I'll shoot them a quick text. Yeah. And so I think if somebody wants to begin their networking journey, you know, or I shouldn't say begin people, everybody should have some network. But if you really want to start maintaining those relationships, like who do you have texting relationships with? And if you don't have those texting relationships with your clients, how can you get to that point? Yeah. It's a really great milestone that may not seem like that big of a deal, but to be able to just shoot them a text and say, how's business going? Or, or, you know, can you be a reference for me given these current times? Like that's another thing that it's been, I've, I've been kind of taken aback at how many people have reached out to me. I was asked, I was telling Jessica about this. I've actually had seven different people reach out to me and ask me to be a reference. And, um, and this has been within the last few months, seven people reach wow. out to me and some of them I haven't spoken to in like five years. No. So yeah, like way, just way out Why there. Why are they even going that far back? First of all. Okay. That's an episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you grasping at straws of like, yeah, who right. could be a reference? But oh, yeah. Ooh. So I know we're coming up on time. So okay, I want to go yeah. ahead and hit them with the broke to boss tip that it's, if you want to stay relevant, you need to constantly add value to your brand point blank period. If you want to stay relevant, you need to constantly add value to your brand. Mic drop. Boom. We're out. <laughs> See y'all later. I'll see you next Tuesday. That was awesome. All right. Thanks y'all. <laughs>